mindfulness mode. Get it to where you control food and food doesn't control you. Hey, Mindful Tribe, we often have authors on the show, and today I have an author on the show who is just passionate about helping people in business who feel like they're just overwhelmed and there's so much going on and they just want to take care of their health. He's going to be talking about intermittent fasting, which of course, Mindful Tribe, you know that I'm an intermittent faster and I've been doing this for a long time. So I'm really excited to talk to my guest, Zach Matthews. So Zach, are you in mindfulness mode today? I absolutely am, Bruce. And thanks for having me. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking with you. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm really excited to have you on the show. And I know that you you wrote a book last year and the book came out in September and you've got a lot going on in your life. Your book is called Climbing Your Self-Discipline Tree. And I really think that's awesome that you've written that book. And of course, you can find it on uh, on Amazon. But, but before we get into those details, tell me, uh, what does mindfulness mean to you, Zach? For me, it means just being intentional, you know, being intentional with yourself and with others. I, I think um, a big thing is just making sure that, you know, as you're going about your day, whether, whether it's in your career or your personal life, you know, just being conscientious of, of how you're affecting others and, and um, finding ways to encourage others throughout the day. That's, that's a big, big thing for me. Yeah, we can really be supportive of each other or the opposite. We can pull each other down. So, Absolutely. yeah, it's really important to be supportive of each other. And once you're doing that, you're also going to find that you're going to give yourself a boost as well, even though that's maybe not your direct goal. But I'm interested in your podcast. You have a podcast called Fast and Focus. Tell me, what was your goal when you started doing your podcast? Yeah, so I, I ran into a lot of people. Um, I, you know, I've been in the business in corporate America for you know about uh, ever since I graduated college, which is almost ten years now, mm-hmm. which is hard to believe. Um, yeah. But uh, so I, I always ran into people. You know, I've been intermittent fasting for about five years, and everybody you know would, would ask me, you know, how do you stay in such you know great shape, or you know what what do you kind of do with your diet and everything like that? And and I'd always tell them, you know, I intermittent fast every day. That's the biggest thing. Uh, that helps me. And, you know, the, the, the next question, you could probably guess the next question that would follow is what is that, you know, or, or what <laughs> yeah. does that look like? Or what is that? And isn't that hard? You know, like sure. you're starving yourself, what are you doing? You know? So um, that was kind of the inspiration behind the podcast. You know, it's just a, it's a place where, you know, anybody can go for information on intermittent fasting, you know, whatever, wherever they are in their journey. So whether they're, trying to, you know, trying it for the first time or they've done it before, but they quit and they want to try it again, or they've been doing it for years. You know, I want to just create a, a space where we can dive into the specifics of it and just kind of uh, build a community to challenge each other to stick with it. Well, that's a great name too, Fast and Focus. So I, I'm taking it then that you really are promoting the idea that if you do intermittent fasting, you'll have better focus. Is that right? Absolutely. That's one of the biggest benefits that I've seen. You know, I always credit intermittent fasting when I started five years ago. It just gave me more direction. Um, it helped me kind of, uh, it, it helped me with time management because it's one less thing you have to worry about in your mornings when, you know, studies show that's when you're most productive. Um, so it, it also gives you an energy boost and it just kind of, it's just giving me the energy to, you know, and, and, the, and the focus I needed to, 
uh, complete one one task at a time, you know, rather than having my brain go off in many different directions. Um, so the fast and focus title, it kind of combines, you know, my intermittent fasting coaching and then the book I wrote, which you mentioned, uh, which was climbing your self-discipline tree. You know, it's my belief that intermittent fasting, if you if you do it and you structure it and you build it into a habit in the self-discipline that it takes to intermittent fast for years, the way you and I have, you know, that self-discipline can be applied to any long-term goal that we have in our personal or professional lives. And so that's kind of the inspiration behind Fast and Focus. The title is that if you fast, you'll be able to focus on your daily tasks, your long-term goals, all of it. Well, I certainly feel a lot better when I'm, you know, not filling up on food all the time, you know, that regular filling up on food. But we've been told for years, Zach, that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> you know, you get up, you've got to get that food in there. You've got to eat your porridge or you've right. got to have your toast <laughs> and your toast or whatever. So tell us what you think about that whole philosophy. Yeah, I'm reading this. Uh, I'm reading this book, Hard to Kill, right now, and it's, it's, um, it, it puts it a, a great way. You know, breakfast. The word breakfast uh, literally means to break your fast. So, um, the way I see it, breakfast doesn't have to be in the morning. You know, breakfast can be whenever you want to break your fast. And for us that do like sixteen, the sixteen eight method, just for example, which means you know sixteen hours of fasting, eight hour window of eating you know, that can be at noon and you're breaking your fast at noon, you know? So the, the whole, you know, there's the, the misconception of breakfast, um, is, is something that, you know, you kind of touched on it. Like we've been told for years to, that you have to eat in the morning. Um, I've been doing this for five years and I've never had that complication. So clearly it's, it's not a vital component, you know? So, um, yeah, I would just encourage people to think of, instead of thinking of, bre- as, of breakfast as like, you know, your, your cereal in the morning that you have to have before you get out the door, think of it as the first meal to break your fast. And that'll kind of give you a perspective um, of, of what it truly means um, to, to eat for the first time that day. Yeah. So Zach, let's talk about water. Do you drink water as soon as you wake up? I do. Yep. I try to get in uh, 10 ounces of water right when I wake up. Um, it kind of gets your body going for the day because a lot of times, you know, and, and I'll get into this a little bit, but yeah, your brain is telling you, you know, when your brain doesn't know how to decipher between hunger and thirst. And so, um, most of the times when your body's telling you that it's quote unquote hungry, it's actually just thirsty for water. So I would recommend people drink 12 ounces of water, um, wait 30 minutes. And then if you're still hungry, um, then you're actually hungry. But most of the time I'd be willing to bet that they're going to feel, um, a lot better. Um, but to answer your question about the water, I am a huge proponent of drinking water throughout the fast. Um, it helps me greatly. I actually always try to get, um, 12 ounces of water with one fourth tablespoon of iodized salt. Um, that way I can get some electrolytes and, um, it can also help you it's been shown to help with heart health and lowering your blood pressure. So it's just a good way. And it, it's, no, it's no calories, but your body, you know, just kind of uses it for nourishment. So it's almost like a, a little hack that I do. Well, that's good to know. I, I do that as well. And I didn't do it for a long time. And then I felt once I started doing it, that it gave me even more focus and even more energy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's funny, you know, you, 
you would just think the way we've been programmed to think is that you have to eat or else you won't have energy and your body's a, a an incredible thing it just it knows how to operate whether you feed it or not you know yeah. i mean you go all the way back to our ancestors they didn't have food available all the time so you know their bodies had to adjust and, and ours will as well if we if we allow it to now, is there a big difference between different kinds of salt, you know, the pink sea salt and all these different kinds of salts you see, or is it just all just labeling? Um, no, there. I know for a fact there is a difference. I'm not an expert on that subject. Actually, my father-in-law is obsessed with uh, with learning about all the different kinds of salts. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, he loves it. Um, so I wish I could, you know, call him right now. We could ask, but he... Uh, you know, I know, you know, from what I know, you know, iodized salt is just, uh, it's, it's a good thing to add because most of that, you know, most of the salt that you would pick up at the grocery store, it doesn't contain, uh, iodine, um, which is a necessary component for nutritional value. So if you're going to mix it into your water, the way I was talking about, you want to make sure that you have iodized salt. Um, you can get it at the grocery store, but it's not going to be, you know, most of the brand names I would imagine don't have iodide in them so and they'll say it on the label too in, in very very tiny print if they don't have iodide um so make sure to look out for that and get iodized salt to mix in your water well that's good to know so tell me what do you do for activity like are you physical do you run do you do anything like that yeah i i mostly do free weights um okay it's a, yeah i i try to do um like 45 minutes every single well about four to five times a week. Um, my big thing is just always having a plan, you know, always having a workout plan that you're following um, and let it be the determining factor on how often you're working out that week. Um, so find someone that you trust, you know, um, purchase one of their workout plans and then stick to it. That's kind of my motto. And do you always push yourself to the next level or are you just kind of like doing the thing, doing the thing and just, letting it happen yeah I'm, I'm always pushing myself i mean you know with with the workouts you know I, I like to switch it up every now and then i'll go on youtube and uh for example i'm you know i was really high on a uh, top gun maverick um i saw it twice in theaters and you know there's that beach scene where they're all running and you know these guys are just ripped you know yeah, yeah. so i wanted to see uh, you know I, I found one of those guys um the guy that plays hangman he uh showed a hit one of his workouts that he did you know to get ripped for the movie uh -huh. and then i just tried that you know and it was a good way to push myself it was a bunch of exercises i'd i'd never tried or hadn't tried in a while so you know it just i feel like that you know it just kind of pushes your body past its um past what it's used so, to so you are now ripped I am not ripped. No, no, I'm, I'm in good shape. I'm, I'm, I'm around uh 15% body fat right now. Okay, I'm trying to get good. down to, yeah. Trying to get down to, to, you know, 14, 13, mm -hmm. um, you know, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in good shape, but I would not say I'm like top gun Maverick ripped. No. Okay. But you're Zach ripped. I'm Zach Ripp. That's exactly right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you can make some, you can make some TikTok videos and grab a lot of attention because that's what all the guys are doing, right? They're taking their shirts off, taking and their shirts off. Yeah, they're doing that's, the videos. That's not my thing, Bruce. I'll leave that up to them. Okay, I yeah. just wondered if that was your thing. So <laughs> no, it's it is certainly not. a trend, isn't it? 
It is. It is. Yeah. And, and good for him. You know, if, maybe if I had the ripped six pack, I, I would, I would flaunt it. Um, you know, you can barely make mine out. So <laughs> I, it's there, but it's, it's not as prevalent as theirs. So I'll let them be the ones to show it off. Well, right in line with all of this is your book, Climbing Your Self-Discipline Tree. So did yes. you once have trouble with self-discipline? Were you in a place where you just couldn't get yourself motivated? 100%. Yeah, it happened. So just a quick backstory around in, 2000, in, in 2020, and we all know what happened in 2020, um, but uh, you know, to, to add on top to, of everything that was going on, uh, me and my wife had our first son. Um, so we had our first baby and, you know, this, uh, about three months in, you know, when, when he was three months old, I realized, you know, I just asked myself, you know, what am I doing? Cause you know, I was a freelance writer at the time. I really didn't have any goals. Um, you know, I, I was used to just kind of taking my, my time and lollygagging throughout the day to get the work done. But, you know, with a three month old screaming, you know, and wanting to be fed and, and, you know, doing all the things that they do, um, you know, you have to really prioritize your time and, you know, you need goals or else you're not going to want to wake up and do the work. So, um, that was, that was around the time that I just kind of had this come to Jesus moment with myself, you know, kind of look yourself in the mirror and, and say, you know, what kind of father do you want to be? Um, what kind of legacy, you know, you start thinking about the legacy you're going to leave behind for him one day. And, um, so all of that, you know, kind of put me on this journey to, um, figure out what's, successful self-discipline actually looked like. And so I actually sent a questionnaire out to a hundred people in my network that I thought best exemplified self-discipline. You know, there were CEOs, financial planners, CPAs, nurses, just everybody, anybody that I thought exemplified good self-discipline. And then um, took some notes on it, realized, you know what, this would be a pretty good book, (laughs) you know? For sure. Um, so I just, you know, kind of took the next few months to make an outline of everything they had kind of reciprocated and, you know, use myself as a guinea pig for it. And then came out with, uh, you know, the three phases that it takes to create successful self-discipline. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and what's your you. son's name? Asher. Asher? Yep. We named him Asher. It means, it means happy. Um, so we named it, we kind of spoke that over him and so far it's, it's proved to be true. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Wow. Well, I can resonate because I did a lot of things when my son was born and I, I didn't want him to be bullied in school. And I'd been a teacher for a while and, and I thought, you know, I'm going to start a, an anti-bullying program and get more aware of, how to help kids if they are bullied and all that kind of thing. So I started working in that area. And then, of course, mindfulness. And he's turned out to be a pretty mindful guy. So yeah. it's it's really interesting. What has your son taught you about mindfulness? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, well, I think the biggest thing would be, you know, self-regulation as a, as a parent. You know, um, yeah. I was reading uh, Dale Carnegie's book, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And, you know, there's a, there's a, I think it's a poem or a, um, no, it's an excerpt from a newspaper, um, from, you know, years back. Yeah. Um, but it talks about, you know, this, this guy, um, who I think the title is something like, I'm sorry, son, or something like that, because basically this said, you know, he tucks his son in and then he goes back and recounts, you know, how their day went together. And, you know, he was frustrated with his son because, 
you know, his, he was expecting his son to act like a 30 year old when he's only a three year old, you know, and, um, instead of, you know, the, the son wanted his attention, but he was, you know, looking at something else. So what he's taught, what Ash has taught me about mindfulness is just being, like I said before, just being conscientious of how you're affecting other people. I mean, you know, outside of my wife, he is the most important thing to me, you know, so, um, only, only, <laughs> only uh, my wife trumps him in that regard. So um, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm just being mindful of the time that I'm spending with him, being intentional about, you know, teaching him the right things. And the only way I can do that is if I'm there to do it, you know, so, um, but you know, there are other things along with that, like, you know, self-regulation when he's screaming and crying and not getting his way. And, you know, all those other good things that come with being a parent. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I know, Zach, you're on LinkedIn under Zach Matthews Writing. So you love writing. Writing inspires you. Am I right? Tell us uh, tell us what writing does for you in your life. Well, I, 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 I love it so much. It's just a creative outlet for me. Um, it's always come easy to me. And then um, writing the book and, and, you know, writing the, the, I have a free ebook that the people can check out on how to start intermittent fasting today. Um, you know, maybe we'll include that in the show notes and I can send that over to you so they oh, can yeah. take a look if they want. Totally. Um, I'll put that in the show notes at mindfulnessmode.com. Perfect. And yeah, you can check that out. That sounds great. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Awesome. And, and to answer your question, it's, it's just a cool way to connect with people. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I just want to help people, you know, I want to help people understand what intermittent fasting is all about, um, how they can improve their lives, you know, day in and day out, not just, you know, like creating a five-year plan, but, you know, how are you working towards that five-year plan every single day? You know, that's important to me. And so um, writing allows me to do that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of an introvert, so, um, or I border more on the introvertedness. So writing allows me to kind of not hide behind the words, but you know, it's not as extroverted as getting out and like, like you were talking about before yeah. the guys on TikTok to take their shirts Doing the off. TikTok videos. Yeah. I don't have that in me. So, um, you know, writing allows me to just, uh, you know, create a voice for myself and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, share my knowledge and, um, kind of relay what I learned along the way. Well, let's dig in a little bit more to the the food and the eating and the fasting that you do. Are there certain foods you avoid? Yes. So I avoid almost everything that's processed. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I have I have the, the a cheat meal every weekend and, you know, I'll have a pizza and, you know, when I go hang out with friends and stuff. But, you know, from the fasting standpoint, it's all about you know, and, and there's this huge misconception out there that if you intermittent fast, you can eat whatever you want. Um, you know, in that eight hour window, ideally you're supposed to be eating things of nutritional value. And so I want to encourage people to focus on just eating whole foods, you know, and, and a good rule of thumb is, you know, if it came out of, you know, if it grew out of the ground or it has a mother, it's good for you, you know? So just focus on making it, eating more of those things and kind of filtering out the, the processed foods, um, because there's just so many additives to them that are harmful for your body. Um, that's, that's the, a good rule of thumb, at least a good starting point. Once you get, get comfortable with, you know, your fasting and, and what you're eating, you can dive into the, the macronutrients, you know, the proteins, the fats and the carbs. But if you're just starting out, I just want people to focus on eating whole foods, you know, vegetables, yeah. fruits, uh, good protein, you know, um, make healthier choices. Yeah. 
Well, that's really interesting. Let's talk about sugar. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So do you, do you avoid any kinds of sugars in your diet? I, I try to avoid as much sugar as I possibly can. You know, I drink my coffee black. The, a big reason for that, actually intermittent fasting has helped me a lot with that because you can't, you, you can't add, for example, you know, when you, when you want coffee in the morning during your fast, you can drink black coffee because um, it's non-caloric and it gives you, you know, the energy boost that you might be looking for. And it actually helps speed up your metabolism. But most people, you know, will add cream or sugar to it, which is, which will first of all, break the fast. Um, yeah. And second of all, you know, it'll spike your, your blood levels and, and all that other stuff. But um, so fasting's helped me, you know, cut down on my sugar quite a bit already because I can't have it during 16 hours of my day. Um, all my calories that I have to watch out for. And so um, I'm really harping down on right now and I'm, I'm obsessed with ketchup. I love ketchup. I'd put ketchup on everything if I could, but obviously that has an incredible amount of sugar in it. So it sure does. Yeah. 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 So um, these days I'm, I'm just sticking to salt and and pepper if i if i want to add a little extra flavor to what i'm eating um yeah just avoiding the sauces and and like i said the processed stuff you know um that's a big point of emphasis for me right now well and all these processed sugars cause inflammation and that can take a lot of different forms in our body so if you're suffering with a sore knee or suffering with you know pain in your hands or or whatever kind of pain it very well could be uh reduced if you reduced your processed sugar would you agree with that matt or absolutely that- absolutely yeah and, and and another thing just to touch on you know you're kind of mentioning the biological level um when your brain when when you ingest sugar your brain um automatically First of all, your brain your brain gets a spike of, of, of feel good hormones, which is why we tend to crave sugar so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like a, a drug to our brain, you know. Um, but there, that also comes with a sacrifice because your brain also produces more cortisol, which is the stress hormone. So, you know, by eating when you eat to simplify it, so that people can kind of understand where I'm going with this, the more sugar you eat, the more of the stress hormone that's being produced in your brain, and so more often than not your brain can filter it out but that can lead to you know early sets early stages of you know mental fatigue uh brain fog you know even even depression if it goes too long without being you know controlled so um those are definitely things to think about so do you think kids should do intermittent fasting as well um i don't no um i i I recommend the the only people that i recommend don't intermittent fast or basically women that are pregnant or, you know, lactating, um, for, for the babies or, um, you know, or kids, you know, anybody 18 and under is what I like to say, because, mm-hmm. you know, there, your body is still in development. So you don't want to, you know, while it could be good for nutritional value, you want to make sure that your kids are just focusing on, like I said, you know, eating whole foods, eating the right things. Um, of course, you know, kids are going to, you know, reach for the junk food and everything like that. And that's okay. You know, their bodies are, are growing. And, um, so I, I would not recommend that kids do it. Actually, I'd, I'd kind of warn everybody not, not to encourage their kids to do so. Yeah. Until they're 18 years old. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So, um, 
I, I'm just curious about what kind of feedback you've gotten from your book, Climbing Your Self-Discipline Tree, because I know that it came out last September. Have you had a lot of feedback on your book? I have. Yeah. So um, first things first, I mean, you know, what, what was interesting is that a lot of people can apply it to their diets, you know, even if they're not intermittent fasting, um, which that is kind of the basis for the book. But you know, there a lot of people just love the goal setting aspect. Um, so basically, the book is separated into three different stages, which is preparation, production, and persistence. Okay. And um, a lot of people love you know the preparation aspect because very few of us take the time to actually you know uh, focus on our goals and really think about take take time, frankly, to just sit down and think about where what we want to achieve next. Um, so it's a lot of people love the that just the the vision aspect of it. And, um, you know, a few different practices that I, that I put in, my thing is just making it fun. So the book is filled with just fun ways to, you know, provide vision for yourself, you know, set goals. And I, I apologize if you can hear that in the background, I'm not sure what's going on. Um, but, uh, you know, just establishing and cleansing the, the bad habits that we have. Right, right, right. Well, as we move forward in the interview, I want to ask you about the topic of bullying. I already mentioned a little bit about how I got involved in this. And I, I learned very quickly that bullying and mindfulness were very closely related because if I could teach children and teachers about mindfulness, then bullying just started to decline automatically. But I always ask my guests a question about bullying. And if you have a story where maybe mindfulness would have made a difference, do you have a story about bullying that you can share with us, Zach? Yeah, it's, it's funny you actually asked this. I, I actually mentioned that this story in my book. Um, I was bullied growing up and um, often, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, the bully isn't typically the, you know, the big scary person that you, you know, you see in like the, the shows and everything like that. It's um, for me, it was actually looking back on it. Um, it was my friends, you know, it was uh, the people, the the friends that I had closest to me in school, they would, um, they would, they would call me stupid, you know, they would tell me, and part of that was because I just didn't apply myself and, you know, didn't care to get good grades. Um, but, you know, they'd call me stupid, you know, they, I was kind of the butt end of the joke a lot. And, um, so, you know, that kind of, as I, that was in elementary and middle school. And as I got into high school, I just, I didn't even try because, you know, I'd been told by my friends, you know, for what, three, four years that I was, I was dumb. I was stupid. You know, I, I, I couldn't do it. Um, so high school, I didn't even try, you know, I, I, I barely graduated on time. Um, mm -hmm. I was one credit short of, of being held back a year. So, um, you know, and, and all of that was, you know, and, and I talk about it in the book, you know, that wasn't it, it, looking back, it was the way that I processed it, you know, shame on me. But, you know, the bullying aspect is it, it's just being, you know, you're talking about mindfulness, you know, being more mindful of, of just how strong words can be, you know, especially in formative years. I mean, you know, did they really think that I was that I was stupid. No. Did they really think that I was dumb? No. Did they think that if I, you know, with my best effort, I couldn't get, you know, straight A's or, or really good grades? No. But just, you know, saying that just to kind of play the cool kid card and, you know, um, have someone to kind of maybe, you know, unleash their personal um, self-doubt, maybe, you know, it's kind of a way to get that off their chest. I don't know. But 
um, just understanding and being mindful of the power that words have. Um, fortunately for me, I was, I was able to overcome that. And, you know, I had parents that loved me and believed in me and, and, you know, good teachers that, that refused to give up on me. Otherwise, you know, maybe I would have, maybe my life would have looked a lot different, but, um, just being mindful. I mean, you know, words, uh, you know, the old adage sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. That's not true. You know, they, they get ingrained in our brain and, uh, you know, they, they tend to, you know, follow us wherever we go. So just be mindful of the words that you're using. And if you're using negative connotations, then, uh, cut yourself off. Yeah, totally. As we move toward the end of our interview, Zach, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. So just 30 second answers are perfect. The first one is this, who is one person who has been a powerful mindfulness influence in your life? Uh, that's gotta be, I'm going to go with, oof. I mean, there's so many of them. Um, I'll, uh, I'll go with my, uh, my dad. Um, you know, he's always been the thing I appreciate, appreciate about him most is that he's always been transparent with me, especially, you know, ever since I turned 18, I mean, you know, he mentions he's, he's allowed me to, to learn from his mistakes and his, you know, good decisions. And he's always been upfront about, you know, the, the mistakes he made and where, where he went wrong. So, um, I'd, obviously I'd have to say my dad. Awesome. Okay. The second question is about your emotions. How has mindfulness helped you deal with your emotions? Um, I think it's just uh, having the power to self-regulate, you know, never let yourself get too high or too low. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, w I would just say, you know, kind of keeping your emotions in check. You know, I was talking about earlier about being a father and self-regulating when he's screaming and everything like that. You know, it goes, it's the same way with your personal and professional career. You just have to level yourself out so that you can, you know, produce. Yeah. And intermittent fasting helps you stay level as well, doesn't it, Zach? Absolutely, it does. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the thing I always think of. Yeah, I think back to years ago where I used to be more on a roller coaster. You know, I'd be in these lows and these highs, and just feeling really draggy or feeling like ah, oh, I'm on, I, I'm got a lot of energy, but it was really right. more like sugar energy, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. I, people, it's 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 amazing. You know, the power that our our diets have on our bodies. You know, good or bad. So, um, intermittent fasting can is a great way to just kind of uh, take control of, of your diet and, and, you know, get it to where you control food and food doesn't control you. I love the subtitle of your book. My next question is about books and your subtitle is the three stages essential for accomplishing any goal. We talk about goals all the time, but we don't always talk about how to actually accomplish them. So I recommend your book, Climbing Your Self-Discipline Tree. Uh, but are there any other books that you would recommend, Zach, that can help with mindfulness in any way? Yeah, I think the um, the, the biggest one for me, the most eye-opening for me was uh, The Power of Habit, written by Charles Duhigg. It, I don't know if you've ever read, or read I have. that one. Yeah, I it's... It. It's such a good book. It puts, you know, it, it focuses on, you know, habits from the brain's point of view and, you know, it, it dives into biological level, but it uses so many great examples from, you know, from marketing to, you know, um, you know, a, a, a gentleman that, um, you know, who kept walking the same route every single day, even though, you know, he, they, they had kind of said that his brain, you know, wasn't functioning or 
you know, he shouldn't leave the house. Um, so just the, the, the power that habits have over us and, and the way they, the, the role they play in our everyday lives and, you know, whether or not we achieve our goals, um, I would definitely recommend that one. Yeah, it's a great book. We'll put that in the show notes as well at mindfulnessmode.com. Oh, I want to ask you about um, breathing. We haven't talked about breathing at all. Do you have any special breathing um, techniques or any thoughts on breathing that you could share with us? Yeah, um, I, I do think it's important. Uh, where, where it's most important to me is in my workouts, and, and I like to do yoga um, to make sure, you know, I maintain my flexibility and breathing's huge for that. Um, those two things alone, yoga especially have shown me the power of, um, you know, inha- inhaling and exhaling and, and the fact that, you know, most of us, because we don't think about our breathing are probably breathing wrong. And, um, my father-in-law actually read a book, um, called entitled breathe. And it just kind of talks about, you know, um, the, the, the role that breathing plays when we sleep, you know, if, like if you're a mouth breather, it's actually, um, you know, bad for you and there are some repercussions. So it, it kind of, the book explains how to, um, you know, train your body to not breathe through your mouth when you sleep anymore, but through your nose. So, but I don't pretend to know everything about it, but, you know, from a workout perspective, breathing is vitally important because even something so much as exhaling um can help your body perform um you know and, and kind of get adrenaline going and everything that your body needs to perform so um, sure. yeah it's very important from a performance standpoint sure and my last question is about apps are there any apps that you use zach or that you recommend that can help with mindfulness um i personally I like to use my notes app and this might not be what you're looking for, but I like That's to use okay. my, yeah, I, I like to use my notes app. It's, it's just therapeutic for me. It's almost like a, uh, this might sound corny, but it's almost like a way for me to kind of keep a diary. You know, I just write down what I'm thinking because a, a big stress factor for me is when I have like a good idea or a good thought. Um, but I, I don't have any way to write it down. So I'll just pop up, pop open that notes app, write it down real quick, and then, uh, you know, put it where it needs to go as far as organization and then go about my day. Well, it certainly does not sound corny to me at all. (laughs) It sounds like a really smart thing to do. So before we say goodbye, do you have any final words of advice for somebody that might have been listening to this and be thinking, hey, you know, maybe this would be right for me and maybe I could get more on an even level and lose a little weight. What are your final words of advice? Um, the final words of advice would be, you know, I would just encourage people to try intermittent fasting. You know, if, if you're in good health, you can try it today. It won't cost you anything. Um, it'll help you kind of take control of your, of your diet and your, you know, just your daily itinerary. Um, you'd be amazed at the benefits that you'll, you'll feel and see, you know, if you only, even if you try it for a week, you look back and, and see everything that you accomplished, um, weight loss being included in that. So, Um, you know, of course, you know, if you have health complications checked with your physician, but, um, I would just encourage, encourage people to try it, you know, in in that free ebook that I mentioned, um, which we'll put in the show notes, um, you know, I, I list out three easy steps to do it today. The first one being just stop fasting or start fasting at 8 PM tonight. Just don't eat anything else after eight. You know, that's how you get going. And it's as simple as that. It really is. It made a huge yeah. difference for me not eating in the evenings. I started off that way too. Just yep. I, I 
always made up my mind, don't eat after 7.30 at night, Bruce. Just don't put anything in your mouth. And uh, that was a good way to start for me too. So yeah. do you teach people that are that feel like they need a little extra help with intermittent fasting? I absolutely do. I'm actually, I'm working on a couple things now. Um, as we're talking, I'm, I'm, I, I, I shared with you before we started recording, I, I um, resigned from my full-time job so that I can build a business around uh, intermittent fasting coaching. So um, one of the big things for me is, is group involvement. I feel like it can build accountability for everybody. So I'm currently in the, in the, in the works of uh, building like a, a community um, so that everybody can kind of, uh, so we can have a Zoom conference biweekly and just go through uh, different goals, you know, wins and wars and kind of keep everybody accountable. Um, I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching um, and I'll have a website soon to, to do that, but people can, um, I'm most active on LinkedIn. So, you know, be sure to, if you're interested in learning more about that, just go to uh, LinkedIn and type in Zach Matthews writing and I'll pop up and, uh, you know, I'd be happy to answer any questions that anybody has. That's great. And I think I want to follow you on Instagram too, Zach.Matthews.Fasting. And it's important. I mentioned that Matthews, it just has the one T in it. Yes. M-A-T-H-E-W-S. Yep. And Zach is spelled Z-A-C-H because I know there's a couple of different ways to, to spell it. So Right, right. For sure. Well, it's been great having you on the show. All the best with everything that you're doing and way to go for writing the book and getting all this good, good news out there to the, the people that need to hear it. Yeah, Bruce, thank you so much. It's been a, it's been a blast. Um, you know, best of luck to you and your listeners. And I hope to be talking to you soon. All the best to you. Bye now. Bye now. Mindful Tribe, thanks for joining me again today. And I'm excited to tell you that I have a new sponsor coming up. I think you'll you'll hear about my new sponsor on the next episode. The sponsor is with a company called Athletic Greens. Maybe you've heard of them. Their product is terrific. The, the product is called AG1 and the company is called Athletic Greens. So stay tuned for that. And as always, if you want to reach out to me, if you want to share a thought or an idea or a question, do send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. So with that, take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.